0: of discussing movies the host will spoil lots you've been warned
1: listen to their screams
0: greetings ghouls and creeps and welcome to listen to their screams a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends i am one of your friends dave we're joined, as always, by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? I am doing pretty good today. I'm doing pretty good. I'm very well
1: hydrated today, in case anybody was curious. Uh,
0: Okay. Well, I guess that's a good thing. I <laughs> mean, yeah. um, dehydration's a bitch, but um, yeah, I'm doing good as well. Uh, Today, we are going to be discussing and reviewing Saul X, which we both went and saw, which is out in theaters now, and uh, momentarily... We will also have Monica and Kayla, the wives, on for a wives rebuttal uh, in which we discuss uh, the scariest type of horror movies, particularly whether it is slashers or not. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, But before we get to all that, Ike, what did you do this week? Did you watch anything fun? Uh, Well,
1: honestly, I didn't get to watch a whole lot. Um, I I'll be real. Me and Kayla. Actually, no, I have watched some stuff. Okay, so, okay, me and Kayla, we have this little thing we do every year. Um, we have like a list of movies we try and watch, uh, during the month of October. Mm-hmm. So, and I realized, well, they're all like Halloween movies. So I have watched some stuff. So, uh, we watched, uh, rewatched it chapter one and two, the new one. Um, we watched the Blair Witch movie. Um, we also watched Scooby Doo, the live action movie. Um, which if anybody's not seen that movie, fantastic. Literally one of the best live action movies of all time. Uh, Matthew Lillard's in it, and I fucking love that movie. Um, and it's kind of spooky, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's what I watched.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. A lot, I think a lot of people do that, the watch list thing. Uh yeah. You know, I mean, lots of lots of accounts and channels and different things like that put you know watch lists out there. Uh. Particularly for you know content they have on their streaming service and things. So it's it's very easy to uh to come up with things. I have I have things that I like to rewatch too. Um you know it's kind of you know skip around i I used to you know rewatch all the major franchises all the way through and stuff, but now it's more of a more of a uh pick and choose my favorite stuff uh, right. But this, this week I didn't watch a whole lot, but I did watch I did watch the uh Winnie the Pooh blood and honey movie uh because I still need to watch that <laughs> yeah well, we'll talk about it here in a little bit it's now on peacock and um it it's okay it's not you know it's not i don't know i you know some people complained about it I don't know what they expected out of this though right because I knew that going in that it was just going to be a goofy, you know, scary slashery type movie. I mean, it's about Winnie the Pooh. And, and so, <laughs> um, I didn't expect it to be, you know, Oscar worthy type shit, but it was kind of fun. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of hip on it. I'm kind of glad they're doing another, uh, because I, you know, I, I would like to watch it. So, um, again, I, I, I advise everybody to watch it. Uh, But we'll talk about a little more coming up because, again, it just came out to streaming, and we'll we'll discuss that when we get to the news section. Yes, indeed. But before we do that, it's time to have a drink, take a breath, and brace ourselves because, once again, we have invited Monica and Kayla (laughs) onto the show for another Wives Rebuttal. So let's kick to that. Wives Rebuttal. All right, and here we are. We're back with a Wives Rebuttal, and we are being joined, as we always are for these segments, by Monica. Hello. Hello. And Kayla. Hello, Kayla. Hey. And on today's Wives Rebuttal, uh, we are going to discuss the scariest type of horror movies, particularly whether they are slashers or not. Uh, So before we dive into this, uh, I, you, you tend to feel that slasher are the scariest type of horror movies, correct? Yes or no? Uh, that is correct. Okay. And the, uh, the ladies differ in that opinion. So, Kayla, tell us why do you feel that slashers are not the scariest type of horror movies, or what do you feel are the scariest type of horror movies?
2: So, I want to start off by saying that I don't hate slashers i think you know they can be done well and that they're fun but they are my least favorite subgenre, if you will call it that of horror um i don't know to me like it doesn't like scare me like if anything i feel like uh slasher movies are more gory and violent and i kind of feel like it itches like a morbid curiosity in my brain that i do enjoy but i don't <laughs> think it's scary per se it just i don't know it doesn't doesn't uh spook me but i will say what i think is the scariest subgenre of horror is like paranormal demon possession ghosts that really freaks me out but i think it freaks me out cuz i mean everyone to each their own but i personally do believe in like ghosts and demons and stuff so I guess to me, that subgenre is more of like the fear of the unknown. Like, I guess nobody really knows if it exists or not. And to me, that's what's scary about it.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, you live with Ike. So I uh, mean you would think <laughs> a demon-like possession behavior would just be a daily thing for you. Yeah, true. <laughs> fair. All right. So, Monica, uh, you hold very similar opinions on the matter. Uh, why do you feel... That the I know you do enjoy slashes, but why do you feel that slashes are not particularly scary? And what do you find are the scariest type of horror movies?
3: Well, I agree with Kayla. I mean, there is this like this little like I don't want to call it a sickness or an illness or a weirdness. But, you know, when you're watching a slasher movie, you know, I can see where it can appeal to someone, you know, because. You know, there is an entire history of of movies from Night of the Living Dead to Dawn of the Dead and all of the progression of how much gorier they got. And, you know, so there is that popularity. But for me, what is scary is what is could be real. You know, like Kayla said, I, I too believe in ghosts. I believe in demons. I, if anyone wants references, I'll give you my ex-husband's name. I mean, demons are real. (laughs) No, just kidding. He's not that bad. But regardless, um, that's what I find scary. What scares me is, is what could possibly be real. And let's face it. Your average slasher movie, you know, uh, take terrifier. Most of those kills, the amount of blood that comes out is about three times the volume of what a human being actually has in them. There's no realism. You actually cannot cut a human being from hang them upside down and cut them from the crotch down and that person scream the entire time because they're going to die from shock or at least pass out from it. I don't know about 5 seconds into that. So there's for me there's no realism. So and oh, it, hang on, let me interrupt yeah. here.
0: So you, so you're you're keen on this word realism. Yes. A- a- and you mean to tell me that you're you're stating that paranormal <laughs> type movies you're finding are more realistic than the potential of slashers.
3: Absolutely. I mean if I, you know I'm a huge true crime buff I mean how many times have you woke up in the middle of the night and what comforts me and puts me to sleep is like serial killer documentaries I know that there is there is depravity in the in murder but there is no way that I don't care if it was you know John Gacy I don't care who that killer is that you're gonna hang a person upside down Cut them from crotch to their head and that they're going to scream the entire time. There's not going to be that much blood because easily in most of your slasher kills, like I said, you're looking at sometimes three, four times the volume of blood the human body actually has. So there, there is no realism in it.
0: Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, perhaps I understand that concept that yes, sometimes it is exaggerated for, you know, theatrical effect. But, but, but you're, you're saying that a genre of film based on faith and belief is more realistic?
3: Absolutely. And I'm saying that as, you know, someone who is agnostic, borderline atheist. Just because I don't believe in, uh, in religion, I, you know what? I've never been proven or disproven that there's not a higher power. And I don't know that demons are, You know what they might be, but I have I have looked into the eyes, personally looked into the eyes of a mass murderer, and I'm telling you that evil is real.
0: Well, correct, and I okay, I completely believe that. I completely agree with that. Like Kayla, I believe in ghosts. I believe in some of these things. But when you say you looked into the eyes of evil, isn't that evil what is being portrayed in slasher movies? No,
3: Mm, I don't know about that. Kayla, do you when you watch a, a, a slasher movie and you're sitting there, do you really look at that person and you're like, "Wow, that's evil," or are you looking at it and think, "Oh, that's gross"? Yeah,
2: definitely the second one. But I will say, I kind of get the whole looking at a person evil, especially with like horror movies or like documentaries about mm-hmm. serial killers. Like specifically when you said that, I think of the one with a. Uh,
1: Oh, the Ted Bundy one on Netflix. Oh, oh um, yeah. Extremely Wicked, Something in Vile with uh Zach yeah. Efron.
2: I don't know, but to me, though, when I look at, like, serial killers, I think more of, like, of, like, a mental issue more yeah. than, like, evil, per se. Like, I think about, like, what what's wrong with their brain that's making them be this way, not necessarily, like, that they're evil.
3: Okay, we're... Let's, let's put this in like real life. Cause I, you know, I, I am right there with Kayla on this because Dave, you and I both know someone who walked into his parents bedroom and took a bat to their heads until there was skull and gray matter all over the ceiling. And then got in the car and went to see his girlfriend all because his parents wouldn't let him use the car. Now, do we do you really tell me that you knew him, that when you in hindsight look back, that there was not something disturbing about him? Because I absolutely thought there
0: was. Correct. But what I'm saying is stating all that, that that to me has is more in line with a slasher film than it is with anything paranormal. No. That that sounds like something out of a slasher film. Hold on now, hold on, hold on. Before you before you dive back in, let Ike, go ahead now. We need <laughs> we need Ike to counter a little bit. It,
3: is don't, Ike texting you? Is Ike texting you? No, going, no, no, let, no. let me talk. Let me no, talk. No,
0: no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but I, Ike, let's don't let's let's don't go for 40 minutes here. Yeah. Give us some counter. I here's the thing. I from my stance, it, it's a matter of opinion, right? What you find yeah. scary, I understand that. But everything you guys are saying to me, when you, when you speak of realism, believability, true crime, blah blah blah, all those things seem more closer. I mean, they seem closer. I'm not saying directly in line. They seem closer to slasher than paranormal. I do not see how you can state paranormal is more realistic when it's completely all unproven. But no didn't say. Beliefs. Hold on, before we, before I toss this, Isaac, we didn't say
3: just paranormal. We talked about paranormal. We talked about evil. We talked about demons. We talked about ghosts. All correct. of that. And and for me, you know, I think maybe that's another thing. How do you define a slasher movie? For me, I'm going to straight up tell you what happened in that bedroom with the person I'm talking about was not a slasher movie. Well, You're correct. I've right. seen I the agree. crime scene photos. Trust me. It was not a slasher movie. I, okay. I agree
0: but but much true crime could be classified as a slasher movie, movieesque. No. Uh, it, absolutely. Why not? If you use a bladed object it it still is yes. I, I mean it, so I I feel You
3: you could one I, I I challenge I I, I, challenge I can't
0: do that, that because I I don't sit around and and masturbate around about true crime I and and masturbate. and everything. else. I'm not <laughs> saying you do, but I don't I can't rattle off true crime killers and, and the number of people they you know, murder. That's not the point. I'm okay, not I, saying that, but I, well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying you, I point blank asked you if you found paranormal more believable than slasher. And you said, yes, I, that confounds me because the, the paranormal is purely faith and beliefs. It is unproven.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay. Having been raised around Catholicism, I'm telling you right now, that there are videos of exorcisms. We have videos of ghosts. We have, I, I, there is, all of that too, is more And, I get that. and that than there a are,
0: slasher being killed. No, 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 seriously, there are people who go out and kill multiple people all the time and kill them in very gruesome ways. Ike, come on, Yeah. give us so, your insight here. Yeah, so, because,
1: j- j- I mean, there's a lot to respond here.
0: So, <laughs> there
1: always is. Is he taking so, notes? Okay, and mentally kind of so okay so to kind of so i guess i have three things to say the first thing to say is to kind of like jump back to like the whole original part of this which is why do i think slashers are like scary and it kind of dives in a little bit to kind of what you guys are talking about with realism the, to me there's nothing more realistic and scary than like a, a serial killer or a slasher, because. All these slasher movies, you know, slasher is a very broad genre. It used to be more narrow, you know, back in your guys' day, no offense.
3: I am but, coming down there and yeah. kicking
1: your ass right now. Kayla, you're kicking <laughs> But, But for real, though, back, you know, 10, 20 years ago. If you ago,
3: say back in the day one more time, what? Kayla's going to kick you.
1: <laughs> but ten, twenty 20 years ago, slasher. 20 years ago? Yeah, like. Early 2000s, like late 90s, slasher was a little bit more of a narrower genre. It was mostly just killers. But I feel like in more recent times, there are movies I feel like that you would include in the slasher genre that you wouldn't normally include in the genre. You know what I mean? Tell Um, me
3: what you think a slasher movie is.
1: A slasher movie is simply where there is a singular or sometimes multiple killers. They are either killing in terms of a spree or they're specifically targeting people, but essentially it's just when a normal person or sometimes a normal person who might be slightly aided in some other way, um, is killing people. You know what I mean? Really? That's all a slasher is. That's, that's the bare bones of a slasher is somebody killing other people, um, for some reason or way. Um, but for me, a slasher is scarier than anything else because it can happen. You know what I mean? We have serial killers. And I kind of agree with Dave where, uh, a lot of these, like, serial killers could fall in line with, like, a slasher. Like, for instance, uh, what is it? Richard, Ram- uh, Richard Ramirez, right? The Night Stalker. Um, in my opinion, Richard Ramirez is a pretty pure slasher. If you think about it, I mean, he broke into people's homes at night and killed them. You know what I mean? And he did horrible things to people. And like that to me is, is the embodiment of like what a slasher movie is. It's about somebody coming in, making and basically destroying your life. And that's terrifying to me because it does happen. It continues to happen. I mean, there are like what 20 like active serial killers in the United States or something like that, probably more. So. Yeah, that that that's the kind of like the original point that we were talking about why it's scary to me. But to kind of reiterate some of the things you're saying, I mean, I agree to an extent that like paranormal is real. I, I do believe that there are there is such a thing as evil ghosts, you know, demons, all that good jazz. But at the same token, looking back, if you're gonna try and pull like the whole like Catholicism thing and try and talk about that, you look back at some of the Vatican records. And there are even some very prominent people who've come out of Catholicism who've said that some of these these exorcisms were simply done on mentally ill people. You know oh, what I absolutely. mean?
3: absolutely. But you can tell the difference.
1: Sometimes, absolutely. But you sometimes you can't. And that's the horrifying thing about it is that, especially with modern medicine, there is a reason you don't hear about exorcisms anymore in the 21st century, because simply speaking... If someone's doing an exorcism, it's most likely on somebody who's mentally ill and it almost always is either covered up by the Vatican or it just doesn't happen. So that's why you don't hear about them in 2023 because we, we realize now that probably most of the people who were being exercised in the seventies, eighties and earlier and whatnot were probably just people with like schizophrenia or some form of mental illness or you know, you know, uh, multiple personality disorder, things like that, who had no idea what was going on and were being tortured, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that in of itself is also scary, but I guess that's like a whole nother realm of scary. I just, here's my thing. I love demonic movies. I love possession movies, ghost movies. Conjuring is one of my favorite movies of all time. Conjuring 2 is a masterpiece. Patrick Wilson is a fantastic actor. Absolutely. But at the same time, but at the same time like I know that like that's not how demonic possession is. You know what I mean? That's not real. Demonic possession is generally the just oppression. It is somebody who is under the influence of a demonic spirit. Very rarely and correct me if I'm wrong, even according to Vatican records, there are very few true possessions recorded over the last like 150 years.
2: Or well, they even say that in the movies yeah. like where they go and like Test to see like, oh, it was just the pipes making this noise,
1: like right. they're even right. like hesitant so but so it's like i I do get where you're coming from. the demon stuff is horrifying, but I think that there a lot of it is you know a lot of it's inflated for for movies, and it, that's fine, it's always how it's been. it's just when you look at the the reality of these two things, you look at the reality of each one, right where we're talking about paranormal and slasher, you look at the reality of slasher, you look at serial killers. You look at uh BTK, Ted Bundy. You look at Richard Ramirez, John Wayne Gacy. And then on the other side, you see, okay, well, most of these are probably just mentally ill people. And, well, there's no really—we haven't really had a re- real possession in, like, 150 years. It's just people who are under the impression—oppression uh, or impression of potential evil spirits. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm coming from, is yep. that I see where you're coming from. It's just different to me. Hold
2: on. I want to argue a point with— So, I get the whole realistic thing. For me personally, I think that slashers aren't scary just the fact because they are realistic. Like you said, we have all these serial killers. This has happened. Like, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm like numb to it. Mm -hmm. You're, uh, you're desensitized. Yeah. Yeah, Versus like paranormal. Like, and I also feel like if you've had experiences yourself, it makes the paranormal genre even scarier. Yes. But with paranormal, it's the unknown, I mean, like we've said multiple times, nobody really you can't really confirm or deny it, like there's no hard proof that it this exists, and to me, that's what's scary is nobody really knows if this is real or not, you know at the end of the day,
0: yeah, and that's that's yeah. what it all boils it's all a matter of opinion, and it's yeah. all it does boil, there's everybody has, has their own experiences, their own perception of things, and it it like it's we've we've talked here it's it boils down right what do you find scary? do you find? Uh, the potential for it to happen, a realistic thing, is, is that scary to you? Is the unknown scarier to you? Right? I mean, you know, whether it's some people are, you know, have fears of the paranormal. Some people have fears of alien abductions. Some people have, you know, whatever, fears of spiders. <laughs> some, some people have, I don't know, you know, fears of boogers. Whatever your fear yes. is, that, that, that plays into what you find scariest. It, it, and it, 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 you know, that's what the filter that well, everybody has.
3: And and one thing I I do have to say, and I don't like to use such a strong phrase, but serial killers are not slashers. If you were to dig in from a psychological standpoint, you would be shocked at how many serial killers that the fundamental root is the occult, is Satanism, is modern day religion, Christianity, Catholicism, whatever. So to say, I mean, that's going to put that more in a paranormal. I mean, look at uh, Son of Sam. Dude thought there was a dog telling him what to do. And most of these people, when examined down the road, the mental illness really wasn't a factor. It was these other factors, these things that I don't understand because I don't think I've been possessed in something that there's something deep, dark, and evil in me, but for me, most of We will never, ever truly know for the most every- most of the serial killers on record and not on record for that matter, because you are right at any given time, there's anywhere from fifteen to thirty active serial killers in our country. But think about that. We don't know why. Is that not more scary to realize that, you know, I always said that if tomorrow Dave left me, I'd never date again because people be crazy and it's hard to pick out the crazy ones this now because they always look normal. BTK looked normal. You know, he would have never been caught if he hadn't got cocky. So. Yeah, it- But but, and again, and I I don't think that falls under slasher because don't you feel like with a slasher movie, Isaac, that you have to have the gore?
1: I mean, not necessarily. I do not. They're 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 like Psycho is the original slasher, and Psycho literally has a no color, but B it it, it's gotten little to no gore, but it's still a slasher movie. It's the it's the grandfather of all slasher movies. You know, I mean. Go ahead.
4: Well, I don't.
3: For the time though, it was gory. You have to put it into that perspective. That movie didn't get played in half of the theaters in America initially because it was so controversial for the gore.
0: I I do not believe gore is a factor in a a blanket labeling of slasher. Really? Uh, Absolutely. Slasher, I, sl- I
3: need Kayla's input on this. Kayla, what do you think? Yeah, I kind
2: of agree with Monica. Like, I'm trying, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think of, like, a slasher movie that does not have gore. Right. And this could very well just so, be me not seeing any, but I cannot think
0: of one. So either. you would, you would not define 1978's Halloween as a slasher movie?
3: Oh, absolutely. It would. But again.
0: But then so, it has very little gore. There's
1: hardly any, so, any gore hold on. It. Hold on, Dave. let me jump in real quick. Here, because I'm about to, I'm about to turn this around on Monica. So you're saying that for the time, 1978 was a gory movie, which is, I guarantee was about you, what you were about to say. So then. No,
3: in, no. No. What were you going to say? That's not what I was about to say. But go ahead, finish.
1: What I was going to say is, conversely, modern horror movies that are significantly gorier than those movies, aren't really that gory compared to the time in which that they are being released there there's no significant pushback or impact of these movies like they were in the past so by your logic it, it doesn't really matter because the the era and in the culture that we're in currently is more accepting of it because it seems like you you're defining whether or not a movie is a slasher movie by sort of the cultural reception of the gore and violence
3: No, I'm not going to say the cultural reception. But if you were to take all of the movies, what, was Psycho 67, 68? Something like that. Yeah. If you were to take the horror movies that were released in the same year, Psycho is going to be one of the gorier movies. And, you know, now, if I take that back to Halloween, Dave, I don't think Halloween is a slasher movie. Halloween is, it, there is a difference between slashing and stabbing. Almost every single kill, hold on, every single kill in Halloween, other than when he killed his sister, was, was a very
0: subtle stab. Uh, That's, that is, that's not, that's not what defines a slasher though. It is not purely how the knife is, that's, that's not, he does not a, get
3: that finite. at. Every while well, we were talking, I looked up slasher and and the top fifteen results for the definition of a slasher movie is is things like high body count. Most of them says must have slashing. I mean, there is a difference between stabbing someone and slashing someone.
1: Okay, so clarify. Well, you do you think Psycho is a slasher movie though? Just I really, just...
3: I, I truly don't know. I truly so, don't. You mm. don't have a high body count. You know, I, you're not looking at a frenzied attack. Do you think, do you think sitting here right now? What was the conjuring movie we just saw? Somebody help me out here.
4: Uh, none, none, none. none, too. Yeah,
3: none too. Okay. So, no, 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 the one before that that had Patrick Wilson. It was
0: earlier this that- year. Insidious Red Door. Yeah.
3: Yeah, One conjuring. Insidious. Okay. Insidious. There was there was death in it, right? Yeah. It died. People, okay. Do you consider that a slasher movie?
0: No, because a slasher has to have a killer who is pursued, No, that.
1: I, 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 it, you because you're 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 mixing genres here. Because there's yes. a widely accepted understanding. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to say this at all in the way it's going to come across. But, like, I feel like it's confirmation bias. You can find pretty much any resource confirmation
3: on... Confirmation bias?
1: Because you can find any resource that will agree with your opinion. Realistically. And, I and just what found did I about say? 10.
3: I said, listen to me, though. Okay. I didn't go out looking for my definition. I simply googled definition of slasher, and the first fifteen all were the same thing. Okay, I so didn't. When I googled slasher.
1: I, I, it's, it's different though because for yes. me, I, I googled. I just said slasher definition, and it says a genre of horror most popular from the late 50s to early 90s, defined by its use of a, of a generally masked killer harassing and murdering groups of people. Slasher villains are human killers whose au- actions are objectively evil because they're meant to be bound by human morality. Uh, the slasher is the one that slashes, a person who mutilates or kills with an edged blade. You know what I mean? It, it's, okay. are, it, it's so, not ubiquitous across the board for everyone. Right. I mean,
3: okay. But my, qu- my question is, would you consider ins- the Insidious movie to be a slasher movie?
1: Well, no, because it I mean, specifically has the influence of a paranormal entity. Right, There's local. an entire universe built around oh, it that, that changes the definition. Hold on.
3: So, there was, there was, there was some graphic death in it. Halloween in 1978 fit into a genre of the babysitter killer. There, there, there are a gazillion movies from that time period about Wait the babysitter. It.
1: Wait for it. The babysitter killer genre is a wait for it subgenre slasher. of wait for it slasher. It is not. It
0: is. <laughs> it is. It okay. Isn't. Okay. Let's, let's, hit, hit hold on.
3: Hold on a second. Isaac, how many years have you been watching horror movie? Because I know the answer
0: to No, this. no, 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 no. Don't, no, 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 no. Hold on. You can't hold quote on. years and think you're more of an expert. No, no,
3: no, no, That, no, no, that no. doesn't work hey, because because I've probably seen. Because I can come in there too and kick you.
0: Well, well, if you come in here, that means you're off the headset, so that's that's a win-win situation. Listen, there is. We are good, we are getting off track, and this is what I said. House. I did not want to do. <laughs> Anybody who tries to tell me *Insidious* Red Door is a slasher movie is I off didn't the track. I did. It
3: was a slasher movie.
0: You also said *Halloween* 1978 is not. You're off the tracks. You're not even
3: at the core of what the discussion is. <laughs> Is Terrifier 2 a slasher movie? Is Terrifier a slasher movie? Yes. Yes. It is, okay. It is, exactly is Halloween 1978 a slasher movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to need you to show me your work on how those two movies are in the same, su- same genre, same
0: subgenre. Because so, they have a killer pursuing people and killing them.
3: Every, almost every horror movie has that. Whether it is a paranormal killer. No, no, no. Whether it is a ghost, ghost, whether it is someone possessed, everyone has a killer pursuing them to kill them. If not, it's a rom-com. It's not a... It's a person, though.
1: Yes. The difference is that it's a person, like usually a masked person.
3: Not a demon. Not a a possession. Not a ghost. But to be fair, though, with Terrifier, is it a human?
2: Exactly. We don't know.
0: Well, uh, We don't know that yet, but as we stand now. As of now we that's what we are, we are to believe but yes we don't know where it's going with the it's, but is it
3: oh, is it a slasher movie? No, Original no, or new? No. okay. You don't think those
1: it's a slasher movie. No, no. because he he kills it's people then paranormal a, a, a that's not a te- that's te- technically it is an alien movie. It well, is yes. an alien from outer space. So it's not even paranormal it's an alien movie technically. Honestly I think I
2: think we're kind of pushing both genres to the side when I think yeah. movies can be a slasher and a paranormal slasher. Right. That is true.
3: But you, if you're, I mean, basically what you guys want to do is you want to say, okay, if they have an edged blade
0: no. and
3: they're not you're, a ghost,
0: you're, you're you the one,
3: you're, movie.
0: The, you're the one that's bringing up the edged blade, not us.
3: I didn't yeah. say edged blade at no point. Yes,
0: you did, you, you know. are the one who said I it's, it's say not a blade. That is, that is not the a slasher. Way to say knife ever. It's you not think. a slasher because he's stabbing. They don't have yeah. a genre movie called stabber horror. It's it's not that. that's not the way it works. Okay, but anyway, no matter what, we're way off. Where we, this is not, we're not arguing what is slasher. What is this? We were we were discussing. What, what he, we find the scariest?
3: You do have to define that then, because okay, Halloween '78. you ever loving shit. Okay, whoa. You. And Not. I don't like slasher movies. Okay. For me, Hold a slasher on. movie has to have a gore.
0: You know that I can remove you. From, you're 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 off track. Relax. Well, you, you can't, can't relax. remove me. I, I absolutely. I won't buy you dinner. I, Let me. It's. Whatever, it's my money you're spending.
1: So <laughs> let me let me spend it to you like this. Slasher movies it, slasher, while it is a argued genre, it generally speaking, the accepted definition of a slasher movie is any movie where a generally human killer is pursuing a group of people and killing them in some way, shape, or form. I understand that there might be some again, some sources out there who say differently but this Halloween 78 is a slasher movie. If you Google slasher movies, that movie's gonna come up, I guarantee.
3: Okay. Well, hold, on. hold on. Isaac, could you, can you agree with this statement then? Perhaps we should not say slasher and that we should define the movies that we're talking about that you think are scary instead of slasher as gore horror.
1: I I never said
0: gore whore. I don't know where you're getting the, these words. I, I just
3: said slash. I, I was This is
0: her. It. This is her her petition to try to. She wants to create a new subgenre called gore horror that some of these fall into. Don't don't and get sucked fine. into this right now. Yeah, I this mean is, that's fine. But <laughs> let's let's let's
3: take a breath. Let's hey, take hold it. on a second. What's this podcast rated?
0: I, I what what do you mean? Like, what like how do people rate you can, us? You can say anything you want. There's oh, no. I needed meant, to
3: know if I needed to tell Dave to shut the f up or shut the fuck up because (laughs) horror should be a thing because now what we're looking at is you guys are talking like terrifier and all these movies that that kayla and i are like yeah in order to be a slasher there has to be that gore so then maybe what we need to say instead is slasher movies should have two genres one where gore is the overriding influence and the overriding theme, and one where it's more about the suspense and the thriller.
1: So I'm just I'm just going to say this: slasher is th- so horror is is the overarching genre. Slasher a is a sub genre. Su- slasher is a sub genre, and there are sub sub genres of slasher, but those sub sub genres are still slasher movies. There are home invasion movies. There are babysitter-killer movies. There are torture movies. They're all still slasher movies, okay, but it's okay. a
0: sub-sub-genre there are, of slasher. There are, there are okay. pod- podcast hosts that loses his shit and kills everybody. <laughs> <laughs> genre. Oh there's,
3: there's Okay, so, oh, so... No, stop! We're going to take, take this back, and you guys are all probably going to fall out of your chairs. I agree with you, Isaac. Okay, can we... Can <laughs> Did we, everybody... Can we, we, why? Why? We, everybody went silent. Can we wind but, down uh, on that note? Okay, yeah. but I still believe, like Kayla, I don't find fear in, in these, these bloody, gory kills. Okay.
0: And that's your, that's your opinion. Now, hold yeah. on. We've gone long enough. We are, we are off track as per <laughs> usual. From now on, this thing is going to be called Wives Shit Show, not Wives Rebuttal. <laughs> because...
3: Kayla! Is, why are you talking bad about
0: me? This <laughs> is, this is not rebuttal. That's this is not discussion. This is... This is fucking being in the eye of a hurricane with a cow shit in your face. This is, this is wacky. That's the I new mean,
3: Twister movie.
0: That is. No, this is, you oh, wow. I don't know what, the, this is my fucking nightmare is what it is. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is, this is every day for you. Uh, well, potato, potato. So here we go. <laughs> so let's, let's bring it back to, to, as we wrap up. Monica, we're wrapping up. Okay. That means we're, Seriously.
3: we we're in I the have home to walk right here. by you when I leave here in a minute. I am going to kick you. oh,
0: go ahead. I don't <laughs> care here's the thing let's let's get back as we wrap up to okay. the to what we think is scary just off no one no one is is being held anything but just off the top of your head. Let's go around and what do you find to be one of if not the scariest movie that 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 you've seen, okay, Monica, start with you.
3: I would have to go with the original strangers. Okay. I I would say that would be, that would be pretty high up there for me. Yeah, pretty, pretty scary. Okay. Ike, what is Oh my god, (laughs) Isaac's open. Yes,
0: it's okay. (laughs) It's alright. We're, we're, (laughs) we're not not going back into the the perplexity of what she chooses as her scary movie
1: because here, here's why because you're going to yeah. ask me what is my what is a movie I think is scary and I'm going to fucking say The Strangers because I too agree with that okay. that's one of the Hold scariest on. movies I've ever seen it is a fucking slasher movie
3: it's I major movie! but what did I just say to you if we are go- I think yes number 2 on my list is the original par- is the original paranormal paranormal activity that's number 2 why ask me why Strangers beats that even though I prefer movies like Paranormal Activity
1: Why does, why do you prefer strangers?
3: Because I lived out in the fucking country and that right there was the fear that I had every time
0: my parents left me alone. That movie. Okay. All right. This was supposed to be a very simple name your movie. So they have both said strangers. Kayla, what would you find to be the scariest movie in your opinion?
2: See, this is hard for me, but I would have to go with like, see, I can't, I can't narrow it to one. I would say, (laughs) Either the Conjuring movies or the Insidious movies, but I will. I want to make a point with I think some of the best, scariest movies incorporate slasher and paranormal. Because like for example, like the Terrifier movies, they scare me, but I feel like they're both slasher and also paranormal. Mm -hmm. And I, you know,
0: so I just put that.
2: But yeah, Conjuring or Insidious.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. The scariest movie, in my opinion, in no contest, is, is Coyote Ugly. So that's just the way it is. Uh,
3: uh, but um, oh.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap there because again, this has gone a little longer than what I perceived, but that's okay for the most part. Um, I, I feel like it should be a chore that I should have to like cut out half of what Monica says, but, <laughs> but I don't ever do that. I, I leave it in there.
3: I wouldn't be offended.
0: Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm just, I'm just reporting the, the opinions here. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to leave it in there. <laughs> so, but we are going to wrap this up so that we can, uh, move on, uh, and discuss other things. So, uh, Monica, thank you for being on the show again. Oh, hold on a second. I have a question. Oh boy.
3: Without any spoilers or anything, can we go around and say what we thought of the new Saul movie? Can Kaylee and I give our opinions?
0: Like your rating? You, you know that that's where Ike and I are going with this show, right? That's coming up here in a little bit. We're going. Why would, why would we need to pre bar our review?
3: What if we, uh, tell you? Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. We have gone almost 40 minutes with this thing. This Uh, is almost podcast length. If you want to absolutely very quickly give your rating, you can do that. No, I do not want a full blown (laughs) review from you on why the fuck Saw X was no good and why it's not a slasher movie and why it should have fucking (laughs) lambs and cows in it. I don't need, I don't need all that shit. If you want to give a very brief rating and drop it, I'm okay with that. I don't know whether you can do that, though. So that is up to How you. How many screams do I have? Out of five. Five. Out of five. Out of five. I, without explanation. <laughs> just give me a number. I can't do that. Just then, no, you 30 cannot. <laughs> 30 seconds. No! 30 seconds. 15 no. You can't talk Fifteen seconds. It takes you five minutes to tell someone hello. You can't (laughs) not speak for 15 seconds. You already took my 15 seconds telling me no. No, 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 no. I took my, it's my (laughs) show. I took my 15 seconds. (laughs) You don't have time. I'm giving you time. You have one number that you can state. (laughs) Out of five, what would you give it? I can't say that. Just give me the number.
3: 15 seconds, just give me... (laughs) 10 seconds.
0: I am pulling up a motherfucking clock. (laughs) She's like a fucking hostage negotiator. (laughs) Everybody pause. Monica, you're on the clock. 15 seconds, now.
3: Even though I felt like some of it was a little disbelieving in terms of the kills, I thought that it was four out of five and it was my second favorite Saw movie, only second to the first. Boom!
0: Motherfuck, I didn't expect any of that shit. (laughs) There you go. Well, well. You know, every time we do this,
3: every time. Kayla gets 15 seconds plus the extra six that I didn't use.
0: (laughs) You You got 21 seconds. You went 12.9 seconds. You're only short two, so see, I don't know. Get me out of that, that ghetto math. All you right. didn't have six seconds. It was two seconds.
3: And you got 17.9 seconds.
0: Again, every what time words? we do a wives' shit show, you are all over the motherfucking map. I cannot keep up. with your. I don't like slashers, but my scariest movie is a slasher. But I fucking give four out of five a to this slasher.
3: It is in the sub-sub genre. Because they're...
1: Oh, my God. It's yeah, a home yeah, invasion
3: It's real! Don't make shit up! It's, it's a home okay. invasion hey, movie. Stop! Hey! Taylor. You're past your 15 okay. seconds. Welcome to the Wives Shit Show. What did you think of Saul? I'm not going to start a clock for you, though, because I'm not an asshole. <laughs> that is debatable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I don't need 15 seconds because I actually agree with everything Monica said. Did everything she it,
3: said. Same rating. Well.
2: Okay. I would.
0: I'm assuming, Monica, when you say it's your second favorite Saw movie, it is behind the original.
3: Absolutely. I thought the original okay. was groundbreaking.
0: Yeah, now, to I be, agree with that. To be fair, for those that listened to our review of the franchise last episode, saying that it's the second highest over some of these is not that high of a price. But, <laughs> no. But, but, um, okay. So, thank you, ladies, for coming on. I, I suppose. <laughs> Monica, as you get ready to leave, I may need you to ask to bring me my bottle of scotch. Because <laughs> I a just. And straw? I, no, I'm just drinking straight out of the bottle. I, I just. I, I, I have frazzled. I have a shit to see my feet that's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on here? This is this is this is maddening. <laughs> OK.
3: But you still love me, right?
0: I I, I do. I do. <laughs>
3: There can't be a little caveat or
0: anything there, I mean. No, no, no. Or an asterisk. And and if you bring me my bottle of scotch, that that love will be unconditional.
3: Okay, don't Mark McGuire
0: me. (laughs) Don't Mark McGuire you? No
3: asterisk.
0: Mm -mm. Nobody asterisk Mark McGuire.
3: Oh, I thought they did because of the steroid
0: use. No, no, don't. This is not a baseball podcast. We're not doing that. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm not going another 40 minutes on that. (laughs) (laughs) That would just be you, though, probably. (laughs) All right, Monica, tell our listeners goodbye.
3: Bye, listeners. We love you. I love you. You can look me up at (laughs) DaveSaysI'mAShitShow.com.
0: I didn't say you were a shit show. I just said you cause a shit show.
3: (laughs) Okay, that's fair.
0: (laughs) But again, scotch makes it all better. All right, Kayla, tell everybody goodbye.
3: Goodbye for now.
0: Oh, saying, i'm sure we will be back I, I i do not know here's the thing every time every time i say this will be the last one and every damn time there are people online who come out on on twitter x fucking elon's balls whatever it's called and say <laughs> oh i love when the wives are on and do that th- why why do people do this to me
1: I genuinely think that they like hearing you and I stroke out. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I, I genuinely think that they like hearing like I'm just over here like, oh, what the fuck?
3: Yeah, we're All gonna right. need we should do video of Isaac when I'm talking. Cal she's sweating video. over here. I'm, He's I'm literally banning himself <laughs> right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> so um, I <laughs> Okay, okay. See, All uh, right. We're we're gonna take a break and let Isaac change his shirt and towel off. And when we come back, we're going to discuss all of our news and upcoming releases. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up listen to screams. That is listen, the number two in screams. And you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com, Screams Shirts.
1: Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we are back. All oh, right. Good Lord. how to. Had to pop me a fucking like for my blood pressure. I think I'm good now. I, All right. <laughs> that that was interesting. The wives rebuttal. That was an interesting, uh, an interesting time. I. Uh, it's It always is. It always is. So
0: as, as always, yeah. It's a uh, when, when you get people that you know discuss discuss opinions and, and things, and it uh it gets a little wild and crazy sometimes. And uh, you know, no no heat, no no you know no grudges or anything, but. When people talk about things they're passionate about, it, it it gets it gets fun sometimes.
1: It does. It absolutely does. But here we are. We made it through it. We're all alive, and we're now here to talk about some news, birthdays, anniversaries, and releases. Starting us off at the top, uh, the first trailer for Eli Roth's Thanksgiving was released, and the movie is coming to theaters on November 17th. So. Uh, Dave and I have talked about this a little bit. Uh, we're obviously going to watch this. Um, it's about time we have a new Thanksgiving related, uh, horror movie that is not Thanksgiving. Um, and it's an Eli Roth movie. And I'm always excited for Eli Roth movies. So I'm, I'm pumped for that.
0: Yeah. Me too. I, I, I like, uh, I like holiday specific horror. It's always fun to me uh, because it feels, I don't know. It just feels like it has a, a purpose, a time to watch almost. You know what I mean? It's, it, it it's, it's pretty cool. So. Uh, But yeah, it's like I said, it's coming out November 17th. We'll be we'll be watching it and uh, reviewing it probably on the episode that comes out actually Thanksgiving Day. So uh, and how fitting is that? So
1: (laughs) that is very fitting. Very good. And then, of course, uh, we also have some upcoming news here about some cool toys. So a recent toy fair had lots of cool new horror toys, including a reveal of Trick or Treat Studios art the clown sienna and the pale girl figures from two uh, terrifier 2 so um dave and i we, we both love terrifier obviously terrifier 2 um which is actually coming back to theaters on november 1st um these these figures actually look, look really cool they look very uh detailed in depth so i'm very excited to see these um you know in their full
0: glory uh once they're released yeah, these are. I mean, these are from Trick or Treat Studios, which they. I mean, they released a bunch of stuff. There's, they all kinds of different movies and things. There's, there's a bunch of stuff out there, but obviously the Terrifier two figures caught my eye Uh because you know we've had some stuff out there, right? There's some figures, a few figures, whatever, but it's just it's always just art the climb on the cloud. And I get that, right? But now it's so cool that we get a Sienna figure and a Pale Girl figure, and uh, and then uh, you know art from the second one. Uh, you know, Trick or Treat has the other figure they put out, and I'm hoping these, they, they look like they're, that they're still on scale and like those. And that's a very, it's an excellent figure. And, um, uh, you know, they, they had the, they had some unpainted prototypes out there of them, and they look, they look outstanding. I cannot wait to see the finished product. I can't wait to get my hands on these and, and put them on the shelf.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. So now we're going to go into some upcoming birthdays. And honestly, I, arguably, this is a really good set of birthdays. Um, so October 5th, 1952, we have author of Clive Barker. His writings inspired the Hellraiser series. Uh, obviously, Hellraiser and the books really, you know, associated with them and the stories, um, are fantastic. Uh, Clive Barker is a madman, uh, with a very, very wonderful, uh, talent for, you know, film and writing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And any, I mean, anybody that's, you know, watched the Hellraiser movies and whatever, you know, is familiar with his name, obviously, because, you know when you saw that, you know, like the first one, it was you know Clive Barker's Hellraiser, right? His name was there, it was on it, and uh, and everything. So yeah, I mean, you know, the the series has got a lot of movies, you know, some better than others, uh, you know, but the the I mean the first one's a classic, uh, but yeah, it's pretty uh pretty talented guy there that's spawned a pretty iconic series.
1: Absolutely. And then also on October 5th, we have a 1919 Donald Pleasance, who is Dr. Loomis in the Halloween series. Um, arguably one of the, probably the best parts of that movie. Donald Pleasance is extremely talented. He's done obviously much more than just the, the Halloween movies, but um, Do- Dr. Loomis is probably one of my favorite um, non-killer characters in any horror movie out there for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, again, I mean, he's, he's a great character. Uh he was, you know, kind of, you know the, uh, well, I don't know what you, the the antagonist or whatever, the the opposite of of Michael Myers in the movie, right? There's he was, and uh, you know, and, and you need that, right? It, you know, movie, you know, the movies have the final girls and everything else, but you know, you kind of need that person that's that's there. It's he's kind of the backbone of the series along with Myers uh, through a lot of them. So, um, and again, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, but uh, he'll forever in my mind be Doctor <laughs> Loomis.
1: Yep, and he's also uh, unfortunately dearly departed a good number of years ago, unfortunately. But um, definitely had a very successful career and a very full life. So that's what we like to see. And then last but certainly not least for uh, upcoming birthdays, um, this one's a favorite. It, honestly, I I think we talked about this last year around this time because we started doing the podcast last year around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have October eighth, nineteen forty three, R.L. Stein from Goosebumps. Obviously, we have to mention Goosebumps. Um, I think we've talked about it a, it's a little more extensively on other episodes, but you know, Goosebumps is sort of like the gateway drug for horror uh, in a lot of cases for a lot of people. Um, and, and I think that that's really important. You know what I mean? When you talk about horror, like how do you get somebody into horror? How do you get somebody into horror films? And R.L. Stein did that for a lot of people. He, he really did.
0: Yeah, and like we, you know, like we talked earlier, you know, what what is scariest objective? And then to a, you know, to a young kid, uh, you know, the goosebumps are, are terrifying and there's yeah. still stuff in there that that's scary even as an adult. Um, uh, and you know, and, and it's, it's, it's prime time for goosebumps, right? There's some, I think there's some reissuing of books coming out. There's a, uh, I think there's a series coming out that related to goosebumps. I know we, we talked about the toy fair earlier. Uh, I think trick or treat studios, one of the things that there's some goosebumps figures that they're putting out. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of goosebumps stuff, you know, hitting, hitting the world. So it, it's. A good time to, uh, to wish a happy birthday to, to good old RL. Yep. And, uh, you are correct though. Our,
1: uh, there is a Goosebumps series coming to Disney Plus this month. Yes, that's right. Um, very soon, very, very, very soon. I don't know exactly when, but it's like probably in the next week or two. So, um, it, I'm excited for it. I, I love Goosebumps. So and it has Justin Long in it, which we're not talking about <laughs> all that, but I love Justin Long. He's great. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Now we have only, we only have one upcoming movie anniversary, and I've actually never seen this movie. I'm sure that's much to the dismay of Dave. Um, yes. <laughs> but October 11th, 1985, we have none other than Silver Bullet. Um, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Isn't this a Stephen King book? It is. It's a Stephen King werewolf book. I mean, it is a, oh, it's a great movie. It's got Gary Busey in it, Corey Haim. Uh, it's such a good movie. You see, you see. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about buttered sausage. And uh, you you uh huh. yeah, you gotta put this on the list. Silver Bullet's one you you've gotta watch. It's a fun movie.
1: Just just for people out there keeping track, um, I do have a list of movies that I, I need to watch. Um, but I have a specific section for Dave's picks. And so far we have Silence of the Lambs, an American World in London, Reanimator, Monster Squad the Fly, and now Silver Bullet. There you go.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Very that's, that's, good. That's a good watch list.
1: <laughs> it is. And it is uh, curated by none other than Dave Dynasty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. With that out of the way, we have some upcoming and recent uh, movie releases. <clears throat> Excuse me. Starting us off at the top, very strong. The Nun 2 is available video on demand. Um, we reviewed this a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Nun 2 was a fantastic film. Um, obviously, wasn't groundbreaking, but it was a good watch. So if you're looking for something new this Halloween season, this is for you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, just, just came out, uh, video on demand. I love, I love the quick turnaround on this stuff nowadays where, you know, it's in, th- you know, in theaters doing well. And then, you know, we get it on demand and I, I like how they do it. Right. And then after a while yeah. it comes to a streaming service because we talked about this not too long ago that that tiered thing, right? Where, you know, it's on video on demand, but it's still pricey right now, but that's okay. But you know, I understand. And, uh, I, I, I think the system is, it's, it's, it's nice right now. I like, how, I like how it's done. Yeah. I do too.
1: I did too. We talked about it a lot, really, but it, it's just I, I love the modern age. I love it. <laughs> and uh speaking of quick turnarounds, um, not so much. But Winnie the Pooh, pardon me, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Blood and Honey is released on Peacock October 1st. So um, <clears throat> I know this one was kind of a hard watch because a lot of places didn't have it. So yeah. I'm very happy that it's on a mainstream streaming platform because otherwise i don't think that this would have gotten any kind of an audience because it barely had one to begin with no offense to the people who made it but
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it was on amazon prime which you know but it it, it wasn't included with if you had amazon right. prime streaming you had it was yeah it was a little difficult and i understand a small movie right it's it's hard uh, and but this is a big this is a big win for them to be on peacock and uh you know i think it'll do well cuz i think again a lot of people have heard of it and I think now, you know, that they're able to see it, a lot of people just out of morbid curiosity will watch it. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be one of those movies that'll, that'll get a lot of views just on people that have just heard the name dropped out there. So yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, I know I'll be watching it. So we shall see. We shall see. But, uh, other than that, we also have another uh, <laughs> childhood story, uh, being made into a horror film. Mary had a little lamb released on digital and d v d on October the third um we actually talked about this not too long ago. I think Dave mentioned he watched it
0: um mm-hmm. Dave you have to give us some insight. what did you think about it uh i you know what I actually liked it i actually uh i liked their take on it and it was I thought it was fun um I can't remember there was another one that came out too oh I'm shooting a blank on what it was they they released another you know child story horror movie, the same company, same production company. Don't remember what the other one is off the top of my head. Was it uh, Three Blind Mice? Three Blind Mice. That's right. That is it. Uh, it, I, I didn't like it as well. It was, I mean, yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't, I didn't care for it really. Um, but The Had a Little Lamb was, it was kind of fun. It was fun to watch. I, I advise people to go out and, and give it a watch. Uh, cause yeah, it was, you know, again, it's not a big budget movie. It's not a hot, you know, a big theatrical release movie, but for what it is, it, I thought it was clever and entertaining.
1: That's all you can ask for in in this world, man. Clever and entertaining. I love it. Uh, So a couple of other upcoming releases. Uh, Actually, the day of uh, of, film, not filming, but of recording this, the first episode of Chucky season three is being released. Um, I've not caught up in season two, but I love season one. Uh, But it's exciting to see that we have more content this spooked over.
0: Yeah, I can't I can't wait. I love the Chucky series. I, again, I don't, there's something going on where Chucky is with the family in the White House. And I'm curious <laughs> to see what that's all about and where that, how that happened and where, where it goes. I mean, there was, you know, there were multiple Chucky's and, and everything going on as, you know, spoiler for those, uh, who haven't seen it, but, uh, but, uh <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm excited for Chucky to come back. Uh, it's, a, it's a good series.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um and I don't know exactly where you can watch this. I know it's on a couple of streaming services, the old stuff, but I don't know what the new st- where the new stuff's at. Uh I, I think
0: I th- uh, don't quote me but I think it might be on Hulu.
1: Gotcha. That would make sense. Very cool. And then uh something that Dave and I are both very excited for, VHS 85 is coming to Shudder on October 6th and it is described as unveiled through a made for TV documentary five chilling tales of found footage horror. Emerge to take viewers on a gore-filled journey through the grim underbelly of the forgotten 1980s. Um, Dave and I have talked extensively about VHS, and I think it, you know at some point Dave and I should do an episode on the VHS movie specifically, You know, rank them and everything else. That would be cool. Um, but uh, the reason we're not doing it next week, um, and actually before I do that, Dave,
0: tell them how excited you are for 85 because I know you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super excited. Here's the thing. When we first started this show, I, I wasn't big on found footage, and VHS has turned me around. It's one of the reasons it's turned me around, and it kind of made me excited for for found footage, and uh, made me enjoy it as a as a subgenre a lot better. And you talk about ranking, I don't know. It would be kind of it'd be kind of easy for me because literally, <laughs> I think each one that comes out is better than the one before. I, I think I, you know I, I like them all. And, but then I think when they got down to that year thing, right? With, I think they did, you know, they did 95, 93. Now they're doing 85. I feel like that. I, I don't know. I feel like that really is a groove for them. And it, yeah. it, it really, it zones in and really makes it even click and work even more than it already was. And when you're, when you're talking about, you know, shit from the eighties, you're in my wheelhouse. And, uh, I am super excited. I, this will be a, a quick watch for me this weekend when it comes out uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it and, and cannot wait to watch it. So, yeah. w- so while you're, you're like, you're getting ready to say, talk about why we're not mm-hmm. doing a full review next episode. I- I'm sure we will probably both have watched it and we'll probably oh, still yeah. do- talk about it. So
1: no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I keep my throat guy all kinds of junk in it from all that talking we did earlier. Good Lord. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason we're not reviewing this movie next week, because under normal circumstances, Dave and I would have 100% said let's review this movie. But there is a movie that is even larger than this coming out, which is The Exorcist Believer. This is the first Exorcist movie in a good number of years, and it seems to be kind of following the formula of a lot of horror movies with the concept of a requel. So on October 6th, it'll be in theaters. Make sure you guys watch it because we're going to be reviewing it next week. But I'm so excited. so fucking excited for this movie. It, it looks so scary. The trailer is so well made. And like, um, just to geek out a little bit, I love at the end of the trailer, it shows like um, the black and white photo of one of the girls and then the, like the old school set theme song starts playing. Yeah. I fucking love that shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that, that shit just, it is just, it makes me mark so hard for these movies and it's not even funny.
0: Yeah, I cannot wait. I've been, I've been anticipating this. Uh, I know there's a lot of people online were like oh this is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a bomb this is not gonna work I don't understand that I don't understand the 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 just already I don't know I just don't get it uh why people are so negative about it i, I I'm super excited uh hopefully you know it lives up to my personal expectations and what I you know what I want I just I just want a fun movie that makes yeah. me that, that gives me those vibes and and from how much I love the first movie and uh I you know I think it's possible and, uh, you know, I just, I wish people would, would go into it with an open mind and, and not just go into it saying, oh, this is not going to work. This is going to be bad. Cause yeah, I see so many people saying that and I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why the hate is out there. Uh, but to be fair, I've seen a lot of people also super excited for it. So.
1: Right. And honestly, it, what it is, is that so many times people are blinded by nostalgia. They, they remember these movies very fondly. And I, and I think that they just have like this, it's almost popular these days to hate like sequels and requels um like you know when i was a teenager early middle school um it was popular to hate nickelback you know what i mean mm-hmm. but in retrospect nickelback's a perfectly fine band their music is you know maybe a little generic sometimes but it's there it's it's good music <laughs> i i could throw on some nickelback i know every fucking word to rockstar i could belt that shit like nobody's nobody's business um <laughs> but I think if people, it's just popular for people to hate on, like, sequels and stuff. I'm, I mean, I don't I, get it.
0: I guess. it's, But it's not like there's not been other Exorcist movies already. It's so weird to me. It's its like... It is. It, you know, I love the first movie, and, and I get that. But there's been some sequels, some not so good. So it's like, if you're worried about shitting on the, the, the franchise, that dude, it's already been done some. So, I mean, <laughs> why fret? Maybe, you know, let's hope this rights the ship. But, uh, you know, I don't know. So just... I guess we all we can say given that whole discussion with Nickelback and everything else is you know, I, look at this photograph you're trying,
1: look at this photograph anyways <laughs> check out Exorcist Believer this October 6th you won't regret it or maybe you will I don't care anyways make sure you follow <laughs> us on social media if you don't you're a loser Um, coming, coming up next <laughs> is our review I'm just really hitting them with the hard ones today that's right. um, but coming up next I become jaded by the wives rebuttal that's uh, right <laughs> For real, though, coming up next is our official review and also our official new ranking of the Sol franchise and Sol X.
0: Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code Listen to Screams at checkout. That is LISTEN to number two and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. Okay, we're back here on Listen to Their Screams, and it is time for our review. And like I said, we're going to review Saw X. Uh, You got a little mini preview earlier when uh, Monica and Kayla both said that they would give it a four out of five. And they they, in their overall ranking, they would rank it number two. Have to say, I'm a little surprised that it got that good a ranking from them. So let's see what we give it uh, and whether we agree or disagree with the ladies. Uh, The movie was written by Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg. Directed by Kevin Gruder starring Tobin Bale, Shawnee Smith, and Sonobe Makati uh, Lund. I'm sure I butchered her name, but I apologize. <laughs> it was released in theaters on September 29th, and over its opening weekend, it grossed $18,309,301 and came in number two. Uh, that was behind the Paw Patrol movie. So you know when you're when you're when you're dealing with a juggernaut like the Paw Patrol movie, what can you do? Uh, it was the franchise's highest opening weekend since 2010, Saw 3D. So while, uh, again, not a number one opening, not a, you know, no, no horror movie at number one, it's still strong weekend. Uh, the 18 million already puts it over its budget. I think it had a budget of 15 million. So it's already exceeded its budget, which is a good, good sign. And, uh, you know, the highest grossing since 2010 of, as far as the movies go, it, there's a lot of movies that came out since Saw 3D. Yeah, uh, or at least a few. Um, you know, so that, that's all good signs. Again, we always talk, I've been horror strong and it is great. Uh, again, I joked about Paul Patrol. Paw Patrol is a big franchise. I mean, it's a very, very popular thing. And, you know, lots of kids there, and lots of families watch that. So it is hard to compete when you have a movie like that and, uh, you know, opening the same weekend. It, it's, uh, there's a lot more cross, across the board appeal for a Paw Patrol movie than there is Saul X. No one's <laughs> taking a little Billy. <laughs> to see Jigsaw, but they will go see Paw Patrol. So, um,
1: (laughs) man, you should take your kids to Saw Let me tell you what, uh, it's a very wholesome, family friendly movie. Don't, don't
0: actually listen to me though. Yeah. It's got a puppet in it. I mean, come on. Uh, (laughs) His name's Billy. uh, (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, again, I don't, in my opinion, no shame in being number two, uh, in this, in this case, it's not, you know, not like they, they fall number two to some, you know, weird ass, you know, whatever, uh, magic Mike part nine or something like that <laughs> um magic Mike but part again, nine uh, the retirement home yeah uh, <laughs> but again uh saw x i mean it is saw x because it is the 10th movie in the franchise yet if you're chronologically speaking this happens r- between the first and second movies uh yes. chronologically speaking uh you know uh it is uh so so i go well let me let you start first let me let you Express what you thought about the movie and and let's have some back and forth and and talk about Saul X. Yep. So Saul X. Um,
1: Basically, here here's kind of where I want to start with Saul X. they kind of mentioned it. This takes place between Saul one and two. I had some trepidation going into this movie um, just because thinking about the movie, thinking about the context, thinking about where we have been with the, the franchise and where we're going. It was definitely hard for me to think that this was going to come out as positive as I as it ended up coming out. Um, but a couple of the things that I want to mention. Um, first and foremost, the whole premise of this movie is that John Kramer has his brain cancer. Um, I'll mention this later, so I won't say it right now. But he has his brain ca- cancer. He is seeking treatment um he doesn't want to give up quite yet the doctors are basically telling him there's there's essentially no reason to fight it it's going to happen eventually and everything else so that's kind of like the gist of the movie is that it starts out he's kind of just like okay well i guess i'm gonna die and then he gets a little bit of a glimmer of hope um somebody he knew from like a survivors group um basically was like hey you know um i have like this uh contact it's like a uh sort of a you know, experimental situation, but it cured my cancer. Um, and then, you know, John Kramer's like, well, let me look into it. Uh, he goes to Mexico and essentially he gets, uh, you know, he gets, he gets the, you know, he unfortunately gets scammed. Let's just put it that way. Um, they didn't actually do anything for him. They basically just took his money and they couldn't have done it to a worse fucking person than John Kramer. Mm -hmm. So, John Kramer, of course, in his classic fashion, gains not only retribution, but also, in a way, penance for their crimes. Um, He puts these people who are involved in this elaborate scheme into a series of traps in an attempt to earn their right to live. Basically, they need to prove that they really want to live because they've done some truly horrible things. So that's basically the summary of the movie. A couple of things that I thought this movie did really well compared to previous movies. Um, Primarily one of the things that I liked about this movie is that they really gave more of a human persona to John Kramer. He wasn't like this bigger-than-life character of Jigsaw. He was just a sick person. He was just ill. He has cancer. And the movie really did a good job of like – it really puts you on a train of mind, but it really shows how smart John Kramer is. How elaborate and how scheming he is, like how detailed he gets with his traps and how detailed he gets with like everything that he does. Um, I don't want to spoil everything, but at the end, you know, there's only one person left. They kind of, you know, get the upper hand on John Kramer and Amanda, um, who's in this movie. And basically, you, you kind of think, well, shit, John Kramer just got outsmarted. No, 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 no. He did not get outsmarted. He had it all planned out all along. He was testing these people, and it's it just honestly, it was great. it It showed a different side to John Kramer. And the movie didn't end on a on a sad note. This movie actually ended on like, I would say, a relatively positive note for what the movie was. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that's kind of my initial thoughts about the movie as as I came out of it. you know, it was like, wow, that was actually kind of a positive ending for. Assault movie of all things.
0: Yeah, and like we like we talked coming into it, at uh, you know, say what you will in this movie, John Kramer's he's the 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 hero in my yes. eyes. He's not the villain, and it, and it's it's portrayed that way. But um, I I really enjoyed the movie. I, I I again I did I liked as well how it it humanized John. Um, I I like you know there was a a lot building up to it in that humanization. And making you feel for him, uh, but it was well done, and it it was saved by putting that little part in there where he saw the guy working in the hospital trying to steal, and in his mind he was envisioning what he would do to the guy, uh, which is the famous picture that's on the poster of the guy with the tubes through his eyes, and uh yeah. and uh, so that kind of that kind of broke broke up some of that build with a you know pretty graphic scene one of the the, the infamous a, a jigsaw you know death scene or you know repercussion scene. Uh, through another so it, it kind of broke that up where it didn't feel like it was going. It was, it, it was good placement. It, it, it helped in that early part to put a little, put a little action in there, right? A little what we're there for. And, uh, but it, it was, it was very, very clever in how it was done. Um, where he got everybody there and you, you know what's happening, right? You know, people are going to start dying, but there's enough there that it, it makes you wonder some things, right? I was, I was wondering about the, the Gabriella character, right? What's, cuz uh you know uh, Amanda showed some uh, almost a pity or a, re- a relating to her and yeah. and John uh, and John had a little where there you wondered well could he potentially show a little mercy could she not be as bad as what we thought could she have been used well you know no not so much uh that didn't happen um but it, there was enough there that made you made you wonder about it what was going to happen and then uh when it got down, you, you, you obviously knew the one lady was going to, you know, be the final thing, right? The final one that, that she was the ringleader. Uh, but then when it got down to her and she got out and turned the tables, it really kind of flipped it. You made you wonder, well, what's, what's going on? How's he going to get out of this now? <laughs> Again, it was a little predictable when the guy came, you knew he was in on it too, right? I, I knew that. And that was okay though, because it was enough that when, when it was flipped, it, it was still, even though you kind of felt, He was a part of it. Felt it might happen. There was still enough of. I don't know how you know John and Amanda are going to get out of this. How are they going to do this? The the, probably to me of the entire movie, the big oh shit moment was when that kid showed up. Yeah. I just I because I had totally forgotten about the kid. Didn't think anything of it. And when you heard that noise, they're like, "What is that?" And then you're like, "Oh my god, that's the from earlier." And then I was like, "Man, that, that okay." and uh the fucking kid man he was the mightiest of them all he really and, was and uh, and uh yeah i mean he was you know he john was his friend and uh he was the kid was willing to die for john um uh, and um so i think that's i think that only reinforced in john's mind from his vision of he doesn't kill people he's only he's giving people the opportunity and he's only doing this to people who deserve it who do wrong so I think that the kid only helped in his mind to solidify his stance on, on what he does. And, yeah. um, and, uh, it was great when it got to the end and, and that it, it kind of clicked and with the guy was like, Hey, you were up there. So when you were up there, who was supposed to be the other person? And it started to click of, okay. Yeah. You know what? That he had, he was ready for this, right? He was ready and had this all set up. And uh, it, it was just brilliant it was it was very well done. Uh, you, you had to suspend a little belief because I did sit there part saying, man, <laughs> he built a lot of complex stuff in uh, what seemed like a very short period of time. I obviously you don't know how long it is, but it's right. like but you know like with most movies, you had to suspend a little bit and I did sit there the entire movie wondering, what about the guy? What about the guy that approached him in the cafe that told him about this what what about him? <laughs> Did he legit get helped? Did he? Was he in on it? What about this dude? And if you stuck around, there was a mid-credit scene where you saw, no, no, he was part of it, and John got him as well, and that was a that was a great scene uh, to have in the credits. Uh, it just added to it. A lot of times, you know, mid-credit scenes are just a little fan service, a little fun. Maybe not, there was some fan service right with a particular character showing up in that scene, but it also. Wrapped up a loose end from the movie. It was a very important scene for the movie. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, it kind of finished off. So, um, the, I think the movie fit perfectly between the one and two. I think it bridged them pretty well. Uh, didn't really, it didn't really change any of the, uh, the mythos and, and the story that's out there. It fit right in like a piece of the puzzle. Sure did. Um, and it was a, I think it was a well done, clever movie. Uh, it had everything you want from a Saw movie with, you know, it, it had gore. I mean, there was gore, there was blood, there was some some parts that made you go ooh, and uh, you know, it was there. And uh, you know, the clever kills, the the clever traps, uh, the clever you know games that everybody had the opportunity to to get out of. And um, I mean, it was all there. You know, the the uh, the moments that kind of made you caught you unexpectedly. Uh, all the all the classic things that worked for Saul were there without feeling like it was just a, uh, a retread and putting it in there because it's the formula that worked. Uh, it, 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 it's like they, they pulled from the same source without just, you know, recreating. And it, it, it worked. It, It felt like a saw movie. It, it watched like a saw movie without feeling like they're, they just took the blueprint and, and, and changed the names. Uh, in my opinion, I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was well done. Well done. And, uh, well, well, we'll get to the ratings and everything else. So, um, Ike, if you don't have anything else to say, yeah. we'll, we'll go ahead and rate this thing.
1: Well, I did want to add one other thing, is that, I, like you said, I think at the end there, you know, with a kid that they put – because here's the thing. It, it really – in this movie, I – sometimes with these movies, I really think to myself, man, as as much as I, I want to like John Kramer, like some of these movies, you watch them, you're like, John Kramer's just a kind of a messed up guy. Like, what the fuck? But then sometimes you're like, okay, well that kind of makes sense. But this movie, I had no sympathy for anybody related to the track. <laughs> yeah. Not even a little bit. Like, e- and at the end, it even solidified it more. Like literally, because to for to preface this, the reason why I say this is because at the end, the blonde character who I cannot remember her name in the movie. Um, she's the kind of the ringleader, Doctor Peterson, I think it was. Yeah. Um, she she basically gets out because. She has a kind of a partner in crime who ends up showing up and, you know, gets them out of the whole thing. And she basically puts John and a little kid in this final game. And John tells the kid, don't pull. Because basically blood is spraying on their faces and it's drowning them. It's waterboarding them.
0: Yeah, which, by the way, was a great callback to earlier in the movie when him and the kid uh, were fixing his bike. And he asked the kid how because he had to put the wheel in the clamp and pull the wheel to, to fix it, to straighten it. And he was asking the boy how you say pull. Uh, so it was a great callback that here he got to use that, what that kid taught him. Right. for the pull. I, I thought it was, you know, again, it was, it was brilliant. It, it, it just worked perfectly.
1: Well, and and the reason I feel like a lot of people, like this worked perfectly, of course, is that um, basically you had to pull the lever and then it lowered your side to basically waterboard you to death. And so he was telling the kid, don't pull. Just let me get waterboarded. And I think John was thinking that him and Amanda would be strapped into the machine. But the blonde, Dr. Peterson, was like, no, I want you to watch someone innocent die. So she fucking put a kid in the machine. And I'm like, bro, these fucking people deserve it. At this point, they deserve it. Not only are they shitty human beings for tricking an old man who has cancer, but like they just put a little kid into a torture machine. Like... There are certain – there's like a code of conduct for even for serial killers. You know what I mean? You know, Jason Voorhees doesn't kill children. Yep. Even Mike, Michael Myers typically avoids killing children. Yep. But for some reason, this woman's like, yeah, let's just kill a kid. You know what I mean? And so yep. it's like John Kramer has that same code. And like and like Dave said, I feel like that last moment solidified to John Kramer that what he was doing is right because he knew that, like, that kid deserved to live, A – because he was an innocent child, but also the kid was literally waterboarding because he was trying to save John, and John was like, "What are you doing? Stop!" You know. And then of course, you know, they got their just desserts. The, they didn't get away with it. They both ended up getting messed up for sure. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I, I watching this movie, I, I just, I, I, it, it was so different than a lot of the other Saw movies. It was a lot, a lot better made. It was definitely a higher budget, I think, or at least just. Better fidelity overall, somehow. Um, and it was just, it was just so well made and it tied everything off in a nice little bow. And just, I didn't feel bad for anybody in this movie. I was like, you know what? These fuckers deserve it at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, to me, it, 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 it truly made me remember why, I, why I liked the movies starting out, the first movies. Yeah. Again, it's, it's not, it's not salt the first salt. Again, I will reiterate, salt one. Like Monica said, like we said last episode, it's groundbreaking. It is genre establishing in my eyes. So it, it, it's almost like it's a it's a league of the, its own. Uh, but this one at least had enough of the flavor to make me re- remember why I love that movie. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd have to say the same. It, it definitely took me back. It took me back to the old days of Saul, and it really made me think. Wow, this is this is what Saul should have been. Honestly, when I when I watched this movie, it made me say. This is what the sequels to, to the Saw movie should have been. This is how these movies should have been, because it was just so well made. It was just so good, and it's just I, I won't I, I won't say it just yet, but because we're about to rate it, but yeah, it's just this movie just really, like you said, it kind of took me back to the old days when I first watched Saw, and I'm like, wow, this is such a good movie. Yeah,
0: I agree. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead then. Let's rate this thing. Uh, I'll start because I'm I'm in agreement with the ladies. I'm going to give this thing a four out of five screams. Uh, I, I, not much I would change. I thought it was fun. Uh, again, I, I don't, you know, d- don't think it's, you know, it's not saw one, but nothing is. But uh, it was a really, really good movie in my eyes. Yeah,
1: I have to 100% agree. Four, four screams out of five for me. Like you said, I, when I initially watched this movie, I said to myself, this is a four out of five movie. But sometimes I watch a movie and just in that heat of that moment, I'm like, Oh, this is such a good movie. But then I sit on it and it's not as good of a movie. But in this case, it was everything about this movie work. This movie, you know, I, I can't think of a single thing in this movie that I could, I would change significantly. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. think that this movie, everything was done with purpose and it just, it just made sense. Everything just fit together so nicely and, I just like you said, I, I think the big thing about this movie is that it took us back to when Saul uh, was Saul when Saul was originally, you know, so big. And it just it really just gave this such such a pristine look into the mind of John Kramer. And it was just so, so amazing, because I think the, the, the biggest tragedy of Saul is them killing John Kramer, truthfully, uh, absolutely, because, yep. because I, I think that Tobin Bell is the heart and soul of Saul truthfully yep. because thinking back on these movies, anytime there's a movie without Tobin Bell in it playing a significant role, it's not as good in my eyes. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and it's just Tobin Bell is such a wonderful actor and like, Oh my God, I love that guy. If I could meet him, I would. And yeah, he's the reason that honestly, this movie was so good. Part of it. Shawnee Smith was amazing as well. Um, I really hope they do more movies with uh, Tobin Bell. I don't care how they fit it in. I want to see more Tobin Bell killing people. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, this movie to me completely felt like when you have a movie like The First Saw and what it was and how successful it was, this feels like where the sequel should have went, right? Yeah. When you you have when you get more money and you get more recognition and and you can do a little more. This feels like the progression. And I'm not knocking cuz you know the, the the next couple are not that bad. After the first one, but it, this feels like the one that should have been there, right? It should have been the progression of, yeah. you know, when you have a successful movie and you're going to obviously get a little more, uh, budget recognition and what have you that, uh, yeah, this is th- what you do with that and, and where you grow it. Um, and, uh, so that's how I feel. So, uh, putting it in, in our rankings, everybody can look back to, you know, we put it on social media, what our rankings were. And it was in the last episode. Um, I, again, I'll go first. I, for me, I, this thing's uh, like – I'm agreeing with the ladies again. I'm slotting it in right there at the number two spot, right right behind the original Saul and bumping everything else down if I had to re-rank all ten movies in the franchise today. Yep, I would
1: absolutely do the same. Just simply speaking, this movie – this is what Saul should have been, truthfully. This is how the Saul movie should have been. This is how the sequel should have been. And it's a shame that they weren't, but this movie makes up for it, it would be my number two because nothing can beat the first one. Yeah. The first one just, it will live at number one
0: for eternity.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: Pretty remarkable that uh, we have the ladies on for the Wiser Battle and uh, everything that that is and whatever it is. But at the end of the day, between the four of us, we all gave it four out of five screams, and we all said it was the second best of the Saw franchise. So I, I guess there is hope for world peace after all. <laughs> uh, if, if the four of us can get on the same page about that so all right well like we said earlier next episode we are discussing the exorcist believer another uh movie in a storied franchise that i'm very much looking forward to and that i'm hoping to come out of feeling the same way i felt when i came out of salt x i so say, yes this is what the exorcist franchise needed and uh we'll see i'm hoping. I'm excited. The trailer get me the trailers get me even more excited uh, and I cannot wait to watch this movie. Uh, so go out there and see it. Go out there and see Saul X. Make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, subscribe to us. Rate, review, do all those things that help support us and, and help us grow our network and give us more recognition. So all right, before we close this out and get out of here and put a put a nail into the coffin of Saul for the time being, uh, anything else you want to say?
1: Um, only thing I can say is go watch this movie. I I can't say it enough. Um, and also we missed it in this movie, but in the ever iconic words of John Kramer game over. Yeah,
0: (laughs) absolutely. So until next week, uh, when we have a little demon possession going on and, uh, we get a little rowdy with a Reagan and the gang, uh, Wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.